0: Good afternoon. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. It's estimated that fewer than 150 Malayan tigers remain in the wild in peninsular Malaysia, led to near extinction by the usual suspects of poaching and habitat loss. But efforts have been stepped up through the years, not only from hardworking NGOs, but through the establishment of the National Tiger Task Force, headed by the Prime Minister, and the setting up of a wildlife crime bureau under the police. What more can be done? So today on the show, I'm going to speak to Christopher Wong, the, the lead for the the Tiger Conservation Programme at WWF Malaysia ahead of uh, Global Tiger Day, which is this Friday, to discuss what solutions still remain. Hello, Chris. How are you today?
1: Hi, Juliet. Hi, good afternoon.
0: Good to have you back on the show, Chris. So I think it's been a year since we caught up. Uh, I think around exactly the same time for uh, Global Tiger Day. So, um, and I just wanted to start off. I know I know, I, my intro, I it was kind of a little bit of a downer. We only have 150 left, but there was some lovely news, actually. I think it was earlier this month, isn't it? Four tiger cubs spotted in the wild with their mother. You know, this was all captured on camera traps. Can you remind us about that?
1: Yep. Thanks, Judith. So um, it, it all actually all started with uh, the first photo of just a female, and it looked pregnant to us. Oh. So the team was closely monitoring that individual and hoped that we were right on, on, on our observation. So a few months later down the road, um, the team went back to the location to, to retrieve the camera trap. And that was where we were, we were surprised. We were delighted with images of this female lion tiger with her four cubs. So these are all captured in that particular camera trap. Uh, and it's really a welcome sight in the year of the tiger, uh, this lunar year of the tiger. So with the tiger population currently, you know, numbering like uh, what you just mentioned, fewer than 150 in uh, Peninsular Malaysia, these latest development renews the hope that this critically endangered species can be saved from extinction. So it's more uh, crucial that we continue our patrols to protect these cubs and mother from, ex- uh, from existing threats of poaching and also habitat loss.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, what else would this indicate? Is this sighting proof that uh, with a viable population, I mean, though kind of small, we must admit, tigers can still repopulate if their, their habitat, their food and their safety are ensured.
1: Yeah, that's correct. So like I said, this this sign, this positive sign is really, really encouraging to, to, to all of us here. Um, just the team and I believe Malaysian as well. So a uh, tiger is a prolific animal, so it can breed. So uh, as long as basic requirement, uh, like what you just mentioned, the habitat, the food, the protection from threats are all in place. So however, the population will still be a threat if uh, they are isolated from other smaller populations. So this is why WWF Malaysia, uh, monitor land use, changes within Belum Temengur and also surrounding areas to keep an eye out for development projects we might, which might affect uh, the integrity of the habitat. So, WWF Malaysia also conduct camera trapping surveys as in, at, at important corridors, uh, linkages which connect Roy Balam State Park, uh, to all the way to Taman to assess the usage of wildlife and to provide recommendations for these corridors and lobby for their protection.
0: But numbers, um, as far as we know, are still low and the estimates is still under 150. That's basically where we are at right now, Right. That's right. Okay, all right. And I guess, you know, it's always important, and we do this every year, but it's always important to remind our listeners about the main factors uh, causing the near extinction of the Malayan tiger. I mentioned a few, but maybe you can go through them in detail for us.
1: Yeah, know the, you already mentioned them, but, uh, but just let me elaborate, right? Mm-hmm. So the most direct threat is, of course, poaching of uh, tiger and tiger prey and also habitat degradation and habitat loss. So poaching of wildlife is orchestrated by a transnational crime syndicate that rake insignificant uh, profits. So countless of animals are being removed from Malaysian forests to fuel these kind of demands. So every part of tiger, from whiskers to tail uh, to penis, has been used uh, in, in all this uh, what we know as a traditional uh, medicine practitioner, uh, in illegal wildlife markets. So other parts, such as the bone, is also used uh, for modern health tonics and folk remedies. So the skins are sought after as a status among some Asian cultures as well. So countries with strong enforcement of tiger protection uh, law still continues this fight, uh, this never-ending battle against the poachers. So often there are limited resources for guarding protected areas in countries where tigers live. And this is why Malaysian government has invested a lot in increasing boots on the ground. And this year itself, for 2022, uh, in the budget, the government has allocated uh, uh, $37 to, to hire more than uh, about 1,000 trained rangers to patrol Malaysian forests, so just to sniff out, a deactivate, and also uh, hopefully to apprehend uh, wildlife criminals as well. Um, then, next, we have the threat of uh, habitat degradation and habitat loss. So, tiger needs huge roaming areas as part of their required, required resources for survival and um, you, because they are territorial as well. So, they need all this space that they can get. So tigers has already lost 95% of their historical range. So large I'm areas shocked. of habitat have been destroyed and they are degraded and increasingly fragmented by human activities. So these uh, the, the, the clearing of forests for agriculture and timber as well as building roads network and other development activities po- really pose serious threats to tiger habitat. So as the forest shrink, uh, prey become scarce, tiger may even venture into human dominated area in search for food. So there's a risk of local communities getting uh, injured, you know, and and worst case scenario, killed by a tiger. So in retaliation, sometimes tigers are sometimes uh, killed or captured where they will be put in um, captive facilities where they will never be released into the wild again. Mm
0: -hmm. And we've seen that happen, right? Yes. Yeah, we've already seen that uh, happening here in Peninsular Malaysia already. So yeah, that is it is not just a, an existential threat; it is a very very real threat uh, and for everyone's safety. So human tiger conflict is also something that will come into all of this. Okay, all right. And um, you you mentioned, you know, things like boots on the ground and all of that. And these are things we've been talking about, right? So uh, in terms of, you know, how we can actually help our tigers, can you also remind us about all the different efforts, you know, both old and new, uh, that are in place to protect our uh, Malaysian tigers? So for example, I know there's, we all know there's Operasi Brispadu Kazana. Maybe you can explain all of these to us.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, let's start with Operasi Ber- Ber- Padu Kasana, or we call it short, uh, OBK. Mm-hmm. So, the Royal Malaysian Police, uh, the PDRM, and Department of Wildlife and National Park launched this joint initiative uh, termed OBK uh, in September 2019. So, under this initiative, uh, members of the Royal Malaysian Police Elite, uh, Sonoy Prague Unit of highly skilled uh, trackers were mobilized to assist Perhilitan in their anti-poaching activities. So the first few months of this initiative resulted in seizure worth uh two point seven million, wow. and arrest of more than eighty offenders consisting of both uh, Malaysia, and foreign uh, foreigners from various Asian countries. So this is why OBK is is, is being uh, recognized and being awarded an international award for this this effort, right? Yeah. And then next we have uh, something you mentioned earlier uh, in your opening, the National Tiger Task Force or My TTF. Um, so it is established uh, early this year uh, it's chaired by the prime minister So under this task force six strategies uh so six initiatives are prioritized to be carried out uh, over 10 years so it ends in uh, 2030. so this establishment of this MyTTF uh, strengthens the federal and also the state's commitment in addressing the population crisis affecting our million tiger so among the things that they are prioritizing and this whole plan among the six points are of course the boots on the ground safeguarding and strengthening the habitat of Malayan tiger uh, by stopping illegal land clearing and illegal hunting and also uh, to increase forest cover in Peninsular Malaysia. And among the most important thing, they are looking at um, initiative to also increase the funding to fund all these kind of uh, conservation efforts. And uh, next we have uh, the Wildlife Crime Bureau. So the purpose of uh, this uh, Wildlife Crime Bureau is to assist um, the uh, Wildlife and National Park Department, perhilitan, you investigate syndicates involved in wildlife smuggling and trade. So it it requires a very specific skills to do that, locally and also internationally. So they have announced the establishment uh, somewhere end of uh, last year, and we hope that um, allocations and resources are all put in place in order to have this uh, this wildlife crime bureau kick-started and activated.
0: Okay. All right. So we have plenty, actually, you know, we are really stepping up efforts and we have been, you know, the efforts have been ongoing and we're even stepping them up because, you know, that the numbers are continuing to drop. So there are many, many options. Um, There's one more thing that I wanted to talk about, and that's the central forest pine. So, you know, earlier you mentioned that uh, tigers, you know, need a a wide range, isn't it, to roam and, you know, to to help with their viable population, the way, you know, the basic survival, isn't it? What Can you explain first what the Central Forest Pine is and then maybe, you know, what the role it is uh, in the conservation of Malaysian tigers?
1: Right, so the Central Forest Pine is generally, it's known, uh, refers to the vast uh, forest in Malaysia. So the Central Forest Pine Master Plan is the federal document that identifies uh, the main patches of forest in the country and has made recommendations including 37 ecological uh, corridor within the northern and also the southern region of Peninsula Malaysia to increase the integrity and connectivity between the four major complexes through what we call um, ecological linkages that breach segregated forests. Okay. So this, uh, if this whole plan is being adopted uh, on federal level or state level and successfully implemented, this will enable tiger and other wildlife to have safe passage to move between forest patches. So when a subpopulation of tigers is being isolated, inbreeding will happen. So in long run, the genetic diversity uh, of those tigers will be reduced, and this, uh, this makes the species, the tiger, less resilient towards uh, certain diseases. So having the habitat connected, it will allow gene flow and reduce such problems. So this example I'm giving is focused on tigers, but of course, practically, uh, if it's being implemented, it applies to all all other species as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So because, of course, as we know, tigers are the apex. So, if we protect them, we're protecting everything under them, isn't
1: it? That's right. It's, it's an, uh, a Tiger is an apex predator, it's an umbrella species.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, this is really uh, so actually, the central forest pine and that plant is actually quite a critical piece in the pie to protect, well, all wildlife in Malaysia, pretty much, right? Peninsular Malaysia, I mean. That's correct. Okay. All right. Let's just go for one quick break, Chris. When we come back, let's talk about, you know, some other, I guess what we should prioritise, you know, as we are, we seem to be running out of time. I'm speaking today to Christopher Wong. He's the lead for the Tiger Conservation Program at WWF Malaysia. It is Global Tiger Day on Friday. We're talking about our Malayan tigers. They are still in trouble, but, you know, as Chris mentioned, so many efforts being put to uh, repopulate and to bring those numbers up. We'll have more after this quick break. You're listening to Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. This is Earth Matters on the Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. It's another episode. Well, we are looking at our Global Tiger Day, which is happening on Friday. Uh, joining me to talk about our Malayan tigers is Christopher Wong. He's the lead for the tiger conservation program at WWF Malaysia. Uh, you know, as Chris mentioned, and as we as we know, you know there are. It's estimated that fewer than 150 million tigers are remaining in the wild here in peninsular Malaysia. But we are, of course, you know, stepping up efforts. We're doing as much as we can uh, to protect this uh, apex predator, this umbrella species here in our forest. And before the break, you know, Chris was explaining all the different um, efforts that are um, that are in place at the moment to sort of uh, bring those numbers up. And, you know, based on everything that we've just spoken about, Chris, um, what actions do you think uh, should be should be prioritized? You know, what is, um, I guess, yeah, what is the most important thing that we need to focus on?
1: It's it's the same thing all over and over again. So, the re- recipe to save this animal uh, it is already there. So, to secure that home, the forest, uh, to protect them from poachers and also uh, to ensure that they have sufficient food uh, like deers in the forest. So this is why uh, my TTF is being set up, is being established, overseen by um, our prime minister, the highest political figure in the country. Uh, it is now in place uh, and it is now the action that are needed to ensure that they are implemented carefully and properly to make sure that you know all these things are followed through.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and inter and it's not just forests, right? It's intact forests. So those are that is critical as well, isn't it? Correct. Yeah, and I do remember. I think it was in Perak, the Belum State Park. They they did actually reintroduce prey there. Did they? Was that something that yeah. was? Yeah,
1: yeah. It was last year that uh, in in collaboration with uh Elitan, mm-hmm. we are looking at a. Uh, one thing we call a prey augmentation, which is to increase the prey base for the tiger. Mm. So they were releasing some number of deers into Royal Bloom State Park. And we are looking at uh, reintroducing deers. If all goes well, reintroducing deers to some other areas as well to supplement the food uh, sources for the tigers.
0: Okay. All right. So that is also, uh, I guess, a strategy, isn't it, as well? Yeah. Correct. Okay. And, you know, just for clarity's sake, like we keep mentioning, uh, tigers are our apex predator. What is a worst case scenario if they are no longer found in our jungles?
1: Yeah. So, uh, apex predator is, is, you know, a predator that stands at the top of the food chain. And this is where a tiger comes in. Mm-hmm. So, when a top predator, like a tiger, is absent, the balance of the natural ecosystem could be disrupted. So, ungulates that are preyed upon by the tigers will increase in population. Uh, up to a point it, it surpasses the, the the threshold, it can cause over browsing of the vegetation. That all these vegetations are, you know, young trees that are that are growing that will one day become big trees for the forest. So it will then alter the habitat and affect the flora and the rest of fauna in the forest. Mm-hmm.
0: So basically, I mean everything is actually perfect. You know, it's again humans who are coming and messing up, you know, the that delicate balance that all of all these ecosystems have, unfortunately
1: i think we we have uh, you know the, the progress is one of things development is one thing but we just need to do it more sustainably mm-hmm. it has to be planned out uh, what things needs to be done and where so that you know we can keep the forest intact and they are connected for tigers and other Mm wildlife,
0: And, you know, I mean, it is Global Tiger Day. And I mean, uh, tiger populations across the world, you know, have been facing decline. But if we were to look at that global stage, I was reading something that was called the TX2 goal. And that was a global commitment to double the world's wild tigers by 2022. This year, as you mentioned, you know, it It is the year year of the tiger, right? Uh, And that TX2 stands for tiger times two. It's signaling the goal to double wild tigers. What can you tell us a little bit about? Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about this?
1: Yeah, sure. It all started in two thousand ten uh, in in Saint Petersburg in Russia. So, where world leaders from uh, thirteen tiger range countries, countries that are still have they still have wild tigers, including Malaysia, uh, when we met. And the aim of the meeting was to develop a plan to double the number of tigers by the next tiger year, which is this year twenty twenty two. And hence, it is called TX two Tiger Times Two. So, each country. Uh, have different journeys towards this uh, TX two, and uh, tiger populations are now increasing in some countries. Uh, they include India, Nepal, Bhutan, and Russia. So countries like India, Nepal, and Russia have shown that you know with the right intervention, uh, tiger population can recover, and in some cases, double over a relatively short period of time. So we enough connected habitat, prey, and protection from poaching. This is we, we are you know reiterating yeah. and repeating the same recipe over and over again. Tiger can, can make a comeback. So we can see that it has worked in these countries and we can try to replicate this strategy, uh, but we have to also deal with uh, the local landscape and also local challenges. So my TTF is not a new thing in the world. Uh, it is a task force which is already in place in India. We are trying to simulate that. Uh, but the point is uh, India has different set of uh, challenges when implementing this and we, are, we will be facing problems as well. But, you know adaptation will make uh, will refine the plan to make it more localized to ensure our, uh, our tigers uh, survival.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay so we are looking at some of the other practices from other countries. We're trying to see what might actually work here in Malaysia as well. That is also Correct. a part of the mitigation process, yeah Yeah okay, excellent. And talk to me about WWF Malaysia's work you know how I mean you guys have been working on tiger conservation for the longest time. How are you continuing to do that um, both you know in your own capacity but also with all the other different partners?
1: Yeah, it's really important that we, we all are moving together. Uh, yeah. We understand each other what we want to achieve. So on national level, uh, coordinated by Perhidlatan, NGOs, including WWF, uh, will carry out necessary uh, work, including intensive patrolling, to ensure that threats are removed so that it provides a conducive environment for the tigers to, to roam and to breed. And then um, illegal information, if we detect any in the field, Will be channeled towards pohilitan in hope that these criminals will be apprehended and charged. And then, apart from uh, apart from this, uh, that survey using camera trap will also continue. So, since tigers uh, are unique, have unique unique stripes, just like you know our fingerprints, they can be differentiated. With their stripes they can be identified through photographs Mm -hmm. so by looking at photographs we can tell you know checking left flank to left flank of another tiger we we know that you know uh, they are the same individual or not so thus we can effectively count the number of tigers estimate the population uh, and also uh, to monitor uh, how the tigers are doing and to measure our our conservation success
0: Mm Okay. All right. And um, I remember this from our converse, uh, conversation last year, actually, Chris, I remember you saying that you've never actually seen a tiger in the wild, despite, you know, <laughs> working so hard. And I mean, and that's, that's lovely because, you know, you still, I mean, you, you you still remain hopeful. And I want to ask you again, what keeps you hopeful, you know, doing this job? Uh, do you believe that we can actually save our tigers from extinction?
1: I still do. I still do. Yeah. So, you know, protecting tigers, which are, you know, our national treasure, our national animal, uh, it is really not just responsible of the government alone. So it's a joint effort that requires collaboration from all uh, NGOs, the governments, local communities, and everyday Malaysian, all of us as Malaysian. So I would you know take this opportunity to urge everyone, let's play an active role in the protection of our Malayan tigers. Let's be known as a generation that brings back the tiger to their from- former glory.
0: Okay, all right, and um, I'm glad to hear you're still hopeful because you know it can seem like a, it can seem like a rather like a desolate job, I suppose. You know, every year you're working so hard and the numbers are going down. But again, you know, those four four tiger Cups, that was really really promising news. So you know, yes, we must uh, we mustn't give up, basically, right? And uh, as we keep mentioning, it's Global Tiger Day this Friday. Uh, WWF Malaysia has something called Raw for Life Ego Festival planned. Uh, can you give us some details about that?
1: Yeah, so every year the Global Tiger Day is celebrated on the 29th, but 29 is a weekday. Mm-hmm. So we kind of focus on the 30th and also 31st July, which is uh, which are the, uh, the two days for the weekend. So we will be having the Eco Festival at Pavilion Bukit Jalil. Uh, it, it's organized uh, by WWM Malaysia as well as Maybank. So there will be merchandise to be won and activities for the family so, we will have uh, Azura and Jeremy hosting the event and performances from Blues Gang, ZRV, and Clinton Jerome. And um, one thing is the admission is free. And in fact, the first 1,000 uh, people to register will get a grab right voucher to Pavilion Bukit Jalil on 31st of uh, July, worth up to 10 ringgit. So, you know, please register at uh, www.rawforlife.com. 2022.info.
0: Okay. All right. So if you have the first 1000 you get uh you get that grab voucher. So yeah, no need to drive there, isn't it? That'll be great. And uh, I guess you know, you know before we before I let you go, Chris, you know any uh, any last message you'd like to leave us with ahead of uh, global tiger day.
1: We are at the point where, you know, looking at tiger downtrend since 1950. So this is this is the period of time where uh, we can turn things around to bend the curve to save the tiger. So let's do it together.
0: Excellent. And, you know, if folks are interested and they'd like to participate in, you know, other different efforts that uh, WWF Malaysia and other partners are working on, uh, where can we find out more details? How can we follow the work that you guys do?
1: Log in to uh, www.org.my. Okay. Informations are all there.
0: Okay, excellent. Thank you so much, uh, Chris, for joining me today. I've been speaking to Christopher Wong, Lead for the Tiger Conservation Program at WWF Malaysia. Again, just head to the WWF um, website if you'd like to find out how you can get uh, involved in this effort to protect our Malayan tigers. Uh, and if you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always download the podcast at bfm.my earth or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9.